Can you save Mario's girl from the clutches of Donkey Kong? The only podcast exploring every NES game in chronological order. I'm Michael Esposito. I'm Sean Tresman. And that's it today. It's a very intimate conversation between me and the Sean. That's me. Yeah, that's me. I, I, I really feel bad, though, because your voice is your voice is pretty good. No, 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 no. You got, you got a great voice, You know, Mike. so it's nice to have, like, a very deep guy and, like, you know, hey, it's me, uh, <laughs> guys ready for a podcast. So uh, so we're, we're, we're talking Donkey Kong today. Talking Donkey Kong, but most importantly, too, welcome to 1986. Oh, yeah, it feels so different now. Yeah, things are different, uh, especially in Japan. By this time in 1986, The Legend of Zelda is out yeah. in Japan, and Super Mario Brothers 2 is being released this same month as Donkey Kong is for NES. Even weirder... Donkey Kong was the launch title for, for the, the Famicom. Japanese version, yeah. yeah. So that was like that Donkey Kong, Donkey Kong Jr., and Popeye. <laughs> okay, that's, that sounds really random. If you don't know, uh, Miyamoto loved Popeye, and actually Donkey Kong was going to be Popeye first. Wow. That was like a thing. Like, if you actually think about it, right, if Mario was Popeye, uh, and Olive Oil was Pauline, and Bluto would yeah, have been the, big, the guy uh, the, with yeah, the guns. The big Donkey Kong. He yeah. would have been Donkey Kong. So it makes sense. Uh, but they didn't get the rights in time mm-hmm. to make that. So they were like, oh, I'll just make something funny instead. <laughs> uh, so he made Donkey Kong. And uh, this is a funny story because Donkey Kong actually doesn't like translate well the way that Miyamoto thought it did. When they sent it over to like Nintendo of America for testing, they were like, Okay, but why Donkey Kong? And he was like, well, you know, donkey means, like, stupid. So it's like he's a stupid ape. Oh, is that what that means? Yes. And they were like, well, no, donkey doesn't mean that here. Like, that donkey's an animal. Like, you know, it's like they were associating it with, you know, Jack, blah. But we can say jackass. You can say jackass. This is... I just, this is we jackass. gave people enough warning too. Yeah. And the mom had time to turn off the podcast when I said jack, blah. (laughs) So that's Donkey Kong in a nutshell. Uh, Also weird for 1986 is this is when the now you're playing with power. Oh, you know, like that's when this catch line kind of like catchphrase, tagline, tagline all together at the same time. (laughs) It really kicks off here because now they're doing commercials because it's no longer just restricted to New York and L.A., it is now all throughout uh, the country. You can finally get your Nintendo. So to most people, this would almost seem like it was also a launch title. Yeah, I think yeah. I think so. Like, it's, yeah, in a weird way, though, too. Yeah. Like, I think by this point, enough buzz has been generated by the New York and L.A. launches that, like, Electronic Games, which was one of the big magazines at the time, uh, it, not the same as Electronic Gaming Monthly, yeah. uh, but Electronic Games, which was one of the big ones at the time, did like this whole cover story on like Nintendo NESs are finally coming like around the states, and they were like, you know, you've been bugging us about it long enough. Like, so clearly, <laughs> like kids around were definitely interested in NES already, just by what they were seeing, and I think. Part of the draw is games like Donkey Kong, which were huge hits mm-hmm. in the arcade. But then also like seeing Super Mario Brothers and hearing about it and all that buzz was probably like another reason to want yeah. to own the console. Totally. So can we do first impressions? Like how I don't know how new you are to Donkey Kong. Well, I mean, like, well, I guess first we should sort of 
describe Donkey Kong to whoever it hasn't. Might, it might help to do that. Yeah. Would you like to give that a stab? I, I guess I could give that a shot. Um, so in Donkey Kong, you play Mario um, as he tries and saves uh, Pauline is yeah. it? Uh, from the titular Donkey Kong who has uh, run into a, like a construction site. Yeah. Uh, um, Mario is like essentially in this game a carpenter. He's not a plumber. He's a carpenter. Yeah. Okay. Like, uh, is there any wood? No, but they, they <laughs> described him as a carpenter in this game. Oh. Then he's also like doing the, um, you know, like in Wrecking Crew. Yeah. He's doing all that stuff too. Yeah. So, so think, an all around construction worker guy. Yeah. I think Plumber only came into the equation when Mario Brothers. Yeah. With the pipes and yep. all that. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, you have to go up this incomplete tower um, to save Pauline from the giant ape. And you have. In this version, only three levels, which are all different. Very strange. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> um, but uh, it, it's 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 a quick. It, it shows a quick story. Um, yeah, I think this is actually. I don't know if this is bold to say, but this might be like one of the first examples of a game with a story. Really? I mean, Pac Man kind of has like that. They meet and yeah. everything, and like those little cutscenes. Yeah, but this is very complete. If yeah, you think I think about it. Uh, prior to this, probably you could say that. Every game had justifications. Yeah, yeah, like, I guess I understand the plot of Asteroids. Yeah. You know, like, you're um, this space shuttle trying to shoot off asteroids before they hit Earth. But, I mean, like, Kung Fu, well, you're right, Kung Fu is not as... Uh, yeah, Donkey, Donkey Kong, Kong is... As yeah, a yeah. Game. But, no, that's a good point to bring up, is yeah. that, like, if you're doing this chronologically, it mm-hmm. is weird, because it's like, this game seems really primitive. Yeah. Uh, the <laughs> only thing you can do in this game is jump, Yeah, and jumps from certain heights will kill you. Yeah, that was kind of annoying, but um, yeah, this uh, yeah, so this actually was my first impression. If we're just gonna jump into first yeah, impressions, yeah, first impressions. Is um, cool. I mean, I had thrown some quarters into the arcade cabinet before, and immediately, pretty much got run over by barrels. For some reason, I had very bad um, uh, reflexes when I played this game in the past. Uh, so, um, this is the first time I've ever actually played through it. Um, on the NES hardware. On the, on the NES hardware. Because I just, you know, I think it's worth throwing out there at this point. Um, they are they are different. Yeah. Uh, I would actually argue, too, that there there would be a disadvantage to being an NES player, thinking you're good at Donkey Kong, and then playing the arcade, the arcade version. Yeah. So you're saying you had the arcade version experience first. I had the arcade version experience first, but I never got past the first stage. Okay. Yeah. And that, I, that would make some sense. Yeah. Um. So everything after that was completely new to me. Mm-hmm. I, I had always, I mean, I've, I've seen footage of, I mean, I've I've seen the, the documentary, right. King of Kong. King of so Kong. I, I know a lot about. We'll have to like, talk about that later. Yeah. I know that there's a, a lot of lore behind that. Um, so I've seen the other stages played out, but I had to learn it as I played, which I think a lot of people, uh, when this game came out, were just like, oh, here's the levels that I know. And um, uh, I thought it was fun. I thought that um, it, the jumping is, it, it's not Super Mario Brothers, right. but it's definitely also not Ice Climber. Yeah, and I think that's how we judge are jumping in games yeah. right now is like on a scale from ice climber to super mario brothers yeah, where are you <laughs> exactly because it's like kung fu you jump but it's not necessary you don't need to jump I, you jump to dodge low knives and that's about it and, and, and uh, snakes the snakes yeah. yeah but um if i could just jump in for a minute some things that i just wanted to touch off on my first impression is i can't really give a first impression here because i did play donkey kong a lot in the arcade and 
playing this NES version, this is, I guess, my NES first impression, is it's a bit of a revelation because it's it's a little easier. Uh, the jump, oh, yeah. The jump feels better. Uh, the jump, by all means, is definitely, like, over the barrels. I very rarely, like, clipped into one at just the edge and felt oh, like yeah. I got screwed by that. Uh, the other thing is, I think even the jump of, like, the... We were talking about how, like, a jump from a far height will will kill you. I think that, like, they were a little more lenient on that here, too. Uh, because in the arcade version, certain times, I would jump just the smallest of gaps between two things. And they would register that as a kill. So I feel wow. like that was kind of cheap. Yeah. But I'm definitely missing the inclusion of that uh, third level because it goes in the arcade game. It's like, how high can you climb? Mm -hmm. And it's measured in Donkey Kongs, which are (laughs) really strange. It's measured like 25 meters. I didn't know he was 25 meters tall. (laughs) Yeah. So he's 25 meters tall. And so we're missing the 75 meter stage. It goes right to the 100 meter stage. But we'll talk about that when we go through the stages. One thing I just wanted to mention is. Miyamoto, not exactly directly related to the port here of the NES version. So I don't know if he was actually a fan of this. Uh, Most of these, he was more concerned with like baseball and because that was another one of like the Famicom early games. He was more concerned about making those games and getting them right for uh, the system launch that Donkey Kong by that point in his career that was like, oh, that was two years ago. Like, I'm kind of done with that. They had a they had a separate team that was porting those. games. Well, it's kind of like, why would you work on the remaster? Or, right. or along those <laughs> yeah, lines, yeah. yeah. Exactly, and so I don't know how he would feel about the game being a little easier. I don't think he ever intended to make it challenging. So do you think that the game is easier because of improvements to the system? Improvements, or? yes. So, I think these are improvements. Okay. I do feel you like... Don't think that the, you don't think that's like a dumbing down of the game, though? Yeah, I think okay. that the... Yeah, I don't Except, think it's a dumbing well, down. I mean, obviously, if you remove a level, kind of is that, but in terms of mechanics. I think Donkey Kong, the arcade game, has that we need quarters feel to it, uh, yeah. you know, uh, where similar to like, if you've ever gone to the arcade recently and you play Pac-Man and it starts on speed 3000 yeah, yeah. and you're like, I don't remember this. Like Pac-Man's <laughs> going so fast and the ghosts are only blue for half a second. It's like, because they're eating your quarters. Yeah, like exactly. it doesn't have to be that way, but that's the way it is. Another fun thing that we didn't talk about that I just want to get out of the way before we go deeper into the game Mario at this point is established and well known, but when this game came out in 1981, he was Jumpman. 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 Uh, they only named him Mario when they when it went overseas to America because the landlord of the Nintendo of America building, his name was Mario, and he looked like <laughs> Mario. So they were like, "Aha, yeah, okay. Mario. There you go." See, I didn't know that little bit of t- tidbit stories. Yeah, it's uh. Well, I'll have a little more tidbits later, but we <laughs> we should probably get into uh, the game and start with twenty five millimeter. Twenty twenty five meter. We should probably uh, leave that in, to, so everybody <laughs> can know how uh, how silly I was for saying okay. that. I, I was imagining too. I even saw it on the screen, like twenty five mm. <laughs> You know, like, I don't know, Donkey Kong got really small. They they removed all that stuff, though, from the NES game, too, which is weird. Because there's not even the awesome setup of him climbing up the ladders to the top no, of the there's, building. there's none of that. Uh, all they do is they just, they play that that very ominous theme over the title screen. And and I do like that, but also weird enough, they play the at the time, of course, it wasn't, but they play the now Donkey Kong Country theme song as well. <laughs> the do 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 do. Oh yeah, yeah, you know, exactly. Like... 
obviously, like at the time, they weren't thinking of that. No. But there it is. There it uh, is. The Donkey Kong Country theme song starts there, not in Donkey Kong Country. Yeah, it's very, it's, you know, just a little sidebar. It's very strange to, to see, um, to see these games. Well, right now it's only Donkey Kong, but like as somebody that grew up on Donkey Kong Country, to see the, uh, the origins of this character and how unestablished he was in like, any of his traits. And I would just like to offer the reverse opinion of a guy who didn't grow up with Donkey Kong Country. Uh, the CGI graphics did not. Uh, they, didn't, they didn't do it for they you. They didn't do it for me. So I ignored those games. And I only know knew of Donkey Kong for the longest time as this version. Wow. You know, like this is how I thought of Donkey Kong. And it's something I do want to talk about after we play all the Donkey Kong games. One, Junior, three and Mm-hmm. We have to talk about math. We will talk about <laughs> Donkey Kong Jr. math. But I want to talk about is like Donkey Kong almost fades into obscurity until the Donkey Kong Country games. Like yeah. they're, they're what revive him essentially. But Donkey Kong at this point is Nintendo's first character because Mario's just Jumpman. Yeah. They didn't have big plans for him. We talked about in the Super Mario Brothers episode that that game wasn't even supposed to have Mario until they were just like, oh, the sales of Mario Brothers is doing well. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like it's really funny how things work out for Nintendo early on for things that they didn't intend. Yeah, yeah. So uh, let's talk about 25 Meter, uh, the very first course. It's very simple, and I, I like that. You know, the the zigzag approach to the stage. Everybody who's anybody who's played video games knows this level. Yeah. Uh, I can't imagine not having seen it. You know what we're talking about. There's a little barrel that's soon going to be lit on fire. And why do you think that barrel is on fire? I, I don't know. You know, it's it's weird because I never really noticed that barrel until I was playing because it just seemed like, oh, that's the start point. Yeah, and is it to like to enforce that you have no escape? Like yeah. you must go up. Yeah, exactly. Like, like you're gonna go up. <laughs> there, like in some in some way, if you can figure out a way to get over the barrel before it gets set on fire by the blue barrel that uh, gets mm-hmm. thrown down. If you can figure it out, maybe that's an alternate ending where Mario <laughs> just leaves and yeah. he's like, "Peace out." Yeah, you can like, have Pauline. I, yeah, I could. I, I can do better than Pauline. <laughs> But, uh, you know, that's the 25 meter level essentially is just like a good way to figure out the jumping yeah, controls. It's a, really pretty, it's a pretty straightforward design. Um, I mean, it can get difficult. Especially um, after you've beaten the game a couple times, yeah. the difficulty keeps going up, yeah. and eventually you start throwing in different arcs. Yeah, or, yeah. There's that zigzag. Yeah, uh, which is only in the front half of the level, though, so it's not too cheap. Mm-hmm. It would be really cheap if that barrel just zigzagged across <laughs> the entire screen. Exactly. But the the barrels, you know, for the most part, they're pretty fair. I did find though sometimes that you have to have a really good jump when there's two barrels. Directly next to each other. Yeah, because it, it could be that could be doubling the um, thing you have to clear. Right, and so if you're not kind of like in a perfect jump running scenario, you're mm-hmm. not really going to be able to clear that one. And so that was the only that's my only gripe. Yeah. with the 25 meter level, because other than that, I think it's great, and I think that the hammers are well placed for where yeah. they are. The uh, the power up to actually allow you to be offensive. Mario's first power up. Yeah, and according to my sources, so I can't say this with uh, 100% validation, but this was the first platform game to require jumping. To require jumping. Yeah, like there were other games that you could say had platforms in them, but they not platforms in the, yeah. you know... In the sense that we think of them today, we're like, now that's that's how platformers are. Is like the whole idea of platformers. Yeah, is, exactly. Can it be? So this must be like the proto-platformer that you're is, talking yeah, about. Yeah, exactly. It's like we were kind of talking about 
is Super Mario Brothers, the first platformer. Uh, and I would say that, no, this is the first game that, like, requires you to jump over obstacles. Okay. And, you know, yeah, this is it's a big deal for game design and just kind of shows you that, like, even though you think you could do this today, think about Miyamoto, like, coming up with this idea mm-hmm. in 1980, in 1980, because that's when they were making the yeah. game. And this had never been done before. And just the idea of, like, obstacles that you have to jump over. And I know that he wanted to do even more complicated things, like change sizes and oh. stuff like, yeah, things that wouldn't be incorporated until all the way into Super Mario Brothers. Exactly, yeah. So I think that's that's pretty neat. Yeah, I guess when we talk about, like, because uh, when we talk about these ports of arcade games, there has been a lot of uh, in the early days of this system. Uh, we have to think about it not even in terms of just 1985 or 1986 uh, like design philosophies, but also, like, when they originally came out in 1980. Like, just the idea of having... Um, the like the directional movement and also an action of some sort. I guess that was new mm-hmm. back. But then. we do also have to think about like now this game is releasing in 1986, mm-hmm. and does it still hold up in 1986 and now in 2018? Just because one, that's the point of this podcast. Mm-hmm. But also like you know, are you getting the best bang for your buck if you buy this game in 1986 <laughs> when you could be playing you know Excite Bike, Duck Hunt, and <laughs> Super Mario Brothers? You know, it's like I think I, I don't know, but for me, I think owning my favorite arcade game oh, at yeah. home would be pretty novel. So mm-hmm. let's uh, let's move into 50 meter. Yeah, this is a little different because I didn't know how to approach this level at first. And it's completely different than the like easily thought out 25 meter level, which yeah. is like go left, uh, right to left, right to left, you know? And, you have and, some choices here. Yeah, here uh, you, you have to think about like, am I going to go up the ladder? Am I just going to jump over to the platform where the fire currently is? Mm-hmm. What's going on with these like elevators? Yeah. Um, I remember the first, like when I, when I first came across the level, I'm like, okay, I'm just going to try and like circumvent all of this. And I go up the elevator and then one of those infamous, uh, like jumping, uh, a centimeter too low ends up in his death. So I'm like, okay, maybe I should try uh, the the low road. And then I just kept getting whacked by the uh, um the uh, the springs. Oh yeah, the springs. Yeah, yeah, that's what I would call them too. Yeah. Uh, yeah, what what else would they? Yeah, be I guess they have to be the springs. But you you found them challenging before you even got near Donkey Kong. I um. I, I just remember them. Wait, no. Because, you know, they do like the they do the diagonal uh, back and forth on the platform and then they just drop straight, straight down, down. Oh, in okay. between the two platforms that you have to climb up. Maybe I need I need I need a, a visual. Hold on. Yeah, I mean, we can pull up a visual. All right. So I guess looking at the level right now, I, I know now that the obstacle that was getting in my way were the, uh, the little the little flames. But yeah, I think just the addition of different obstacles and mechanics uh, sort of threw me through a loop because I am just, when I think of Donkey Kong and everything that I've thought about as Donkey Kong has just been that one stage. <laughs> yes. So, uh, and that's funny, yeah, because this is your first time experiencing that stage. Yeah. Uh, not the same for me. The The 50 meter stage is also something I'm familiar with. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a very... I just do the same thing every single time. I know I should challenge myself to try it a different way, but if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Okay. So what I do is I climb all the way up to the top at the very uh, beginning of the stage. The fire comes up with me. I wait for the fire to go back down the stairs because he's stupid. Mm-hmm. And even though he sees me directly, he's like, oh, I'll just go back down. I jump across. <laughs> I see the next elevator coming down. I jump on that one. 
I jump to the next elevator, I jump over to the platforms, and then I skip that whole like what is it a telephone or a purse or something over there? Yeah. I'm like, okay, I don't need Pauline's purse. I never <laughs> I just put it together now, by the way, like saying it. In, out loud, I never realized you're collecting Pauline's stuff. Yeah, well, she dropped it. Yeah, like her umbrella, though, yeah. too, and stuff like that. Like, I never realized. I just thought, like, that's a really weird collectibles. Look, in 1986, chivalry was not dead. And, and I was killing it. You were killing it. Like. <laughs> I was responsible. But anyway, so then, yeah, then you just go up, and if you stand directly above where the ladder you climb up is... You can't get the, hit by you those. You can't get hit by those things. They perfectly go over you. So then you spend a little time, and you watch it out, and you're like, okay, now where's another safe spot like this? And it's just a little bit um, after the ladder to go up the stage. So mm. don't get greedy and run right for that last ladder to climb up. Instead... Go forward above the ladder, let it bounce over you once, and then immediately climb up that thing. See, that was not something that I was thinking about. I just kept trying you? to bolt it's, for it. It's yeah. something that I learned through yeah. like, well, years I of experience. Well, I ended up, like, once I started to get a rhythm for it, and I started to repeat the levels and get to harder iterations of them, um, I I did fall into basically what you what you just described of going up that, that platform, waiting for the fire to leave, going up mm-hmm. that, the other platform. Um, but I would just... Do my best to to chance just booking it for that ladder, right? Um, and it worked most of the time, but yeah, no, there were I, I kept getting clipped by that stupid spring. Yeah, uh, yeah, and so I think that that level is pretty interesting. I think it does offer like something way different, yeah, than uh, the twenty five meter did. Uh, I'd like to talk about seventy five meter just for a second, even though it's not in the game. Just yeah. something that uh, we should remorse over is that the fact that, it, one, it's not in the game because it's really sad, like, that they couldn't include <laughs> four levels. Like, it was like, no, we're eating up all the ROM uh, space on this cart. But also, like, it's a cool thing in that level. Like, um, it's not the best level in the game. For me, that's the that's actually the 50-meter level. Mm-hmm. I do think that's the best level in the okay. game. Uh, but the, what's cool about the 75 meter level is that it has the spinning uh, platforms that like move you. So you kind of have to go yeah. like against the grain and stuff like that. I just thought that was interesting. I don't know if they weren't able to like emulate that at the time of I the Famicom. Was, and this I, was just a lazy port to the NES. <laughs> I don't think it was actually a problem of could they do it. It was I think it was a memory issue. And it had nothing to do with like, oh, can we make this the exact same way? It was just somehow these levels took up too much space. Yeah. yeah. But no, I mean, I, I've watched footage of it because obviously I haven't played it. Um, but uh, I, I like that it, it adds a little level of flavor because like they actually have like concrete uh, moving and that that like oil canister. Like it really shows that, yeah, this is a construction site and it's not just um a a just blank platforming space. Yeah, yeah, and I, and it's nice when you you take those little thoughts into the game because, yeah. you know, that was kind of rare back right, then. Right, rare back then. Pac-Man doesn't make any sense. Yeah. It's place in some <laughs> weird world that they managed to then extrapolate into cartoons and Christmas specials and all this other stuff. And a whole world, baby Pac-Man, Pac-Man Jr. 
Miss Pac-Man. So baby Pac-Man, I don't know too much about. And baby I kind of want to keep it that way. <laughs> I, I just want to really talk about that very fast, all right, since I have to now. Uh, baby Pac-Man is terrible. Pac-Man Jr., on the other hand, really cool because it was half arcade, half pinball machine. So oh. if Pac-Man was like, you know, he's on the maze and he's going through and everything like that through the maze, if he exits out through the bottom, then a, a pinball Pac-Man comes out and you play like a little pinball A game. physical pinball. See, now that's the only thing I don't know because I've never been able to play Play one in the in the wild. Remember, like we where the fuck do we? Yeah, <laughs> like where do we live? Uh, you can't really like find these things. Uh, I I need to go to like that place in Ohio that has all those arcade uh, games. Wow. It's, it's an amusement park. So we like don't that, even but. know if this is an actual pinball machine. I I'm willing to look it up right now. Okay. Right. Okay. Let's let's wait. And that took no time at all. Uh, that was, uh, we clearly took a break for a second. It's Baby Pac-Man, not Pac-Man Jr. It's a physical pinball machine. And to make matters worse, this whole time we talked about the levels out of order, which really just goes to show how much we played the NES version of this game <laughs> and not the arcade version. So just to be clear, we were talking about uh, 50 meter as the spring level. That is 75 meter. Yes. And Cement Factory, uh, as I think it's known, is the 50 meter, not the 75 meter. That's okay. Who cares? Yeah, it's not actually canon. It's not an NES. Yeah, if we wanted to be smart, we would just talk about level one, level two, level three. Yeah. Because that's all they included. <laughs> but we're not smart, and we allow mistakes on this podcast because you accept us as your imperfect hosts. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for being our special guest listener. So... I think since we didn't play too much of that level or meterage, yeah. uh, we can move on. Let's to- move on to the final level. Yeah. Which uh, is, uh, it, it's, I think it's filled with drama. It's an exciting level. Yeah. Um, and I don't know about you, but this level is deceivingly hard. Yeah, no, I think um, at first I didn't know what I was supposed to do. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Those yellow uh, things didn't give a hint at all? Uh, I mean, it, it, once I realized that they were disappearing when I jumped over them, I'm like, oh, okay. But it took, it it, it was um, embarrassingly, it took embarrassingly long for me to realize that I had an objective here. Right. Aside from just getting up to the top platform. Um, but after that, yeah, the, um, the, just the patterns that the the flames are. There's, a, there's yeah. an actual word for them, right? I'm sure there's an actual word for them. I didn't look it up in the manual. We okay. don't have Sam the manual we don't have Smith Sam with here. us, but I'm sure there's a name for them. Yeah, but the you know, I get what you're saying. The pattern for them is random yeah. uh, to me, at least. You know, like I'm sure there is a pattern, but they kind of just corner you really fast, and depending on the way that you go about clearing the sections. You might, uh, you might get screw stuck. yourself. Yeah. yeah, you might. You might have a really tough time um, getting the last, like the final one or the final two, even because you found yourself in a space with three fires and no hammers. Yeah, um, but I think that while the payoff isn't as cool as in the arcade version, uh, because I feel like you have to make that comparison. Yeah, um, it's still it's it's still uh, satisfying when. You, you get the last one, and he falls down immediately through space and time right. to to a prone position. Um, uh, so I don't know if you have any other thoughts on the level. Yeah, just two uh, stray thoughts here. One, have you ever tried to like confront Donkey Kong? I, I did go to the top, and I 
Don't remember what happened. You just do in, in the NES version. You just die. You just touch <laughs> him and you go. Bo, 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 bo. You know, uh, that's it. But in the now, I don't remember if it's the arcade version or the Donkey Kong Game Boy game, Ooh. which we'll be talking about later too. Because well, that's, that's a, a must lot talk. of new stuff. Yeah, that's a must talk about game. Uh, in one of those, if you get close to him, he will pick you up and throw you. Oh, uh, to your death. You, you will die as well. Like it's uh, that sounds it's like a, a Game Boy. That one. sounds like a Game Boy thing. Uh, I would love to have seen that in the arcade version, yeah. but I never dared tried it while my quarter was on the line. <laughs> uh, but I think also one really weird thing. But again, it's 1981. What are you going to do? Is that no matter where you clear it, you just magically end up on top. the top with Pauline yeah. and Donkey Kong just falls on his face. But I do think it's wonderful. It's um, it's obviously King Kong inspired. Uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, with that whole thing, and that lo- might as well be the Empire State Building that you're um, undoing. Yes. You're like undoing you the are, Empire State oh, oh, Building. Wow, this is really bad. <laughs> yeah, Mario's like a terrorist. No, no, no. Okay, so if, if it's any building, it's just a building inspired by the Empire State Building that isn't even finished yet. Right. And, and nobody's working on it. And as Mario Lore has established for us, that's actually New Donk City. Oh, that's that they're they're, they're, they're not, retroconning this. Yeah, yeah, they're not in Brooklyn. <laughs> they're not in New York City. This is New Donk City. Wow. Uh because in Super Mario Odyssey. You see all those uh, levels and stuff. That's, that's uh, true. That they that's, did. That's true. I, I you know, teach their own. Teach. I like it. I liked it when it was New York City. <laughs> I did too. Uh, okay, so that's the game in a nutshell. Mm-hmm. And then you just continue to do the same thing over and over. Like, yeah, uh, and that, it gets a little harder. It gets harder, but you're basically groundhog daying the entire. Like you are just reliving this. This traumatic experience of having this this woman kidnapped and having to save her over and over. Yeah. Oh, I never thought of it like a Groundhog's Day. Thing. It's like every arcade is kind of like that. Like every arcade game is just Groundhog's but, Day. Uh, yeah, but like it's. It, the, I think it's different because it does show a story developing. Oh uh, yeah. Um, whereas other arcade games were just like, okay, wave one, wave two, one, wave right, three. Right, right. This one, it's just like, oh, now like we're now we're reunited and there's a heart implying that. Like she's she's my girlfriend, and mm-hmm. then she's she's being taken taken again immediately on the same quarter. Yeah. So, uh, Sean, how much do you think it would cost to make a game like this? How much would it like, cost? What was the budget for Donkey Kong? If you had to guess, uh, I don't. They I'm made it overshoot. in three months, four months, four months. Okay, this was a team of like fifteen people. If if we're lucky, yeah, fifteen people over four months. Um, I'm gonna say. I'm going to say like a million dollars. A hundred thousand dollars. One hundred thousand dollars. And it made like a billion dollars. You're not and exaggerating. Like I'm not exaggerating. Like worldwide. Up all until time, now. Yeah, yeah. Like worldwide all time. A billion dollars. You know, like in quarters. Like, <laughs> oh, you're just talking about the arcade cabinet? Yeah. Like like the arcade cabinet. Like Jeez. the arcade cabinet. No one realizes how much money our like arcade games were making. Like Wow. Because you wouldn't just play once. No. You know, there's a reason why Pong, like, set off a video game, like, what's the word? Friends? Friends? Frenzy? Frenzy? Yeah. Frenzy? I don't don't know where I was going with that. Are you okay, Mike? Well, you know, I'm having a stroke, but it's no big deal. Uh, But, like, yeah, they make so much money. And I think that, like, people don't realize that, like, the reason Nintendo got into video games, like, this was just a thing they were doing on the side was mm-hmm. arcade games. They were all about the toys yeah. and the cards, the Hanafunda cards. Now, all of a sudden, they're like, oh, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> we like video games. Like, Miyamoto, what else do you want to make? And he's like, I'd like to make Donkey Kong Jr. 
<laughs> Which two? Smash cut to <laughs> Smash cut to the next episode. No, no, no. We'll get there. Uh, we're not done yet. We talked about the King Kong influence. Mm-hmm. Uh, Real quick, I just want to go over that Universal Studios did sue them. Oh, wow. Yeah, they sued Nintendo uh, and lost. Wow. (laughs) Yeah, believe it or not, uh, as long as you don't call the character King Kong and you don't actually be on top of the Empire State Building, it's not that big of a deal. I mean, I I can't. I can see that because of all of the um, like the asylum movies that are basically like trans Transformers had transmorphers, right, right, right. So I think it's a similar situation yeah. there. But what I thought was fun about that case, because I mean, like we don't just talk about every lawsuit Nintendo goes through, <laughs> is that the lawyer on the case was John Kirby. Okay. Oh and yeah, I've heard. When the story. they won, they thanked him with a sailboat which they named Donkey Kong. And weirdly enough, on the Wikipedia page, it also mentions that they gave him the exclusive rights to having Donkey Kong as a sailboat name. (laughs) I didn't even know that you could have that power. So, like, I can't go out and name my sailboat Donkey Kong. Um, Well, that's something we're going to have to experiment with. Right, I feel like, you know, sometimes Wikipedia is really on it, and other times some people are just like... Like John Kirby wrote that in himself. Like, and I now have the exclusive rights to Donkey Kong as a sailboat. But also, uh, what would have been cooler, actually, now that I'm thinking about it, Donkey Kong should have been installed on the sailboat. Oh, yeah. That would have been cool, like, been able to play. But obviously, what I'm really alluding to here is that John Kirby is the namesake. Is the namesake of Kirby, uh, which will come much later in the NES's. yeah, this is lifespan, but something we're talking about now yeah. because it just goes to show you, you know, if your landlord looks like your character, you might get, you know, you might name him <laughs> after him. And if your lawyer helps you win a big lawsuit against Universal Studios, you might name him a character. So That's great. really, if you want to be in a Nintendo game, ask yourself, what have you done for them lately? <laughs> you know, like, you should really do something for them if you want to be in their games. Oh, my God. Well, I have some straight thoughts. I'd love um, to hear them. So I would like to say that as... As much as I I enjoyed playing Donkey Kong, um, I would say that it is the most annoying footstep sound in video game history. It's <laughs> got really squeaky shoes. I, 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 <laughs> it's like whoop, 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 whoop. Like I can't understand why they thought that that at full volume was a good idea. I actually do know a little something about this. Really, uh, Miyamoto did an interview. Uh, oof, I think it was for. The NES Classic. Okay. And he did this. I'll try and link it in the show notes. There's no guarantees here. I can be making this whole thing up. Uh, But he said that originally they wanted to have, like, Pauline constantly shouting, like, help. Oh, God. And they were trying to do all this stuff, but, like, it wasn't sounding good. It was sounding like kelp. (laughs) (laughs) The seaweed. Like, kelp, kelp. And, like, they weren't, like, so the people of Nintendo of America were just like, don't do this. So instead, they added the the shoes and the, you know, uh, the music and stuff like that. And Nintendo of America agreed that it worked better because it was so noisy and loud that in a in a bar or something you could hear it over oh, everybody okay. talking and stuff like that and so you'd be like hmm what's what's making all that sound exactly. you know like whereas <laughs> what pong, is that annoying noise what's with all the ruckus <laughs> in the back <laughs> uh you know with pong all you're hearing is bloop bloop yeah bloop, you know and and in pac-man you're you know you're hearing like wah, 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 you know so at least in um donkey kong you have a 
bunch of different sounds. That's true. That's so true. Maybe uh, I answered your question without realizing that uh, that I was even going to be able to. Wow. Uh, you know what, Mike? <laughs> you're you're a, you're a maestro. No, I read that article uh, to prepare for this actually, and I didn't think that that was ever going to become useful. I wow. skipped that part. I didn't even put it in the show notes. Uh, I'll add a stray thought, and okay. then we can, you can do another one if you'd like. Okay. There are so many ports of this game. Yeah. This th- this thing got on Atari twenty six hundred. It was on uh, ColecoVision and yeah. television. All the varying uh, varying levels of faithfulness to the original and just quality in general. <laughs> right, yeah, yeah. The, the quality is really strange because I will argue that the NES version is the only one that does a serviceable job. Yeah. Uh, especially because that was kind of its idea. Like, the Famicom was like... Um, I, uh, I it can't. Had, well, it was they, they wanted to design something that would be able to play a good game of Donkey Kong. Yeah, right? exactly. Uh, I can't remember who that quote is attributed to. I think it was the president at the time. Um, but that's beyond the point. I just think that it's funny that like all these other versions come out, and some of them come out just because Nintendo just wants the cash. Like yeah, they just want to cash in on that. the name, and people are willing to port it. And I don't even know how involved Nintendo was. In those porting processes of the Atari 2600, I'm sure I'm sure Miyamoto didn't care. Mm-hmm. I'm sure he didn't be like, "Yeah, this is all right." Like you know, like they probably didn't even ask him. Yeah. He didn't care. Uh, but that leads me to one particular clone that is worth talking about because it's um, it's not Donkey Kong. It's not Donkey Kong. It's Crazy Kong. Oh, and it was only re- it wasn't released in the states, but it is the Donkey Kong game. And it's pretty much all the same stuff except for the music is way more terrible. (laughs) They added, like, some extra things here and there. But Nintendo, like, officially said, like, go ahead and make this. Really? Like, they couldn't – they were going to collect the the profit on it. They were just paying the other company to make it. But they couldn't make Donkey Kong arcade cabinets fast enough around the world oh. and there was such a demand so for it they that they didn't want to miss it. Kong? So they just they just released this crazy Kong and it happens. Okay, well, um Mike just showed me a bit of Crazy Kong and it is pretty ridiculous how much it, it is just a slightly tweaked version. It's like a color it's a palette swapped version. Yeah, for of, some of reason Donkey they decided Kong. like it needed to be green instead of yeah. red ladders and, and instead of the squeaky shoes he's got like vaguely wet sounding shoes <laughs> and the barrels bang around and like why? <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know like what Falcon was like at that Falcon's the developer of this version. I don't know why Nintendo trusted them to make it or whatever if they were the only option, but this is just bad. Like yeah. it, it, it probably, I, I have to take a guess just from looking at it. it. Probably doesn't control the same. The jump probably doesn't like feel, the feel same as intuitive or, yeah. and stuff like that. So it's just another like weird step for Nintendo in this early stage where they're like, I don't really know how to commercialize my stuff and make money. <laughs> so go ahead. Like we used to just make zapper toys. Like yeah. Uh, and you had a stray thought. I don't remember what I was going to say. Great, because I have another one cool. about how Nintendo has no idea how to commercialize their <laughs> stuff, okay? So, on this journey through Donkey Kong, we have to talk about uh, Saturday Supercade, which was... Do we, ha- do we really have to? <laughs> we have to talk about this very fast, because I think this is incredibly interesting. <laughs> Saturday Supercade was a TV show in the 80s that like was about Pac-Man and uh, Donkey Kong and Donkey Kong Jr., so, yes, there was a Nintendo animated shows before the Super Mario Brothers Super Show and Super Mario Brothers 3 and The Legend of Zelda. All that stuff came after these other two shows, which are really strange because I don't know how much of it you were able to watch, Sean, but 
It's I skipped the, around a bit. In the Donkey Kong <laughs> show, in the Donkey Kong show, Mario and Pauline are now chasing Donkey Kong, trying to capture him because, of course, that's Mario's pet. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Right? Of course. You didn't know that? Donkey Kong is Mario's pet who's now, like, escaped on the loose. How does a... Uh... A an handyman, Italian, yeah, an Italian handyman, have the uh, the not only just the the, the know how or the money or any. How, how does he have a pet gorilla? Well, clearly he went to Skull Island. Oh, and you know, on a on a boat, I'm pretty, and <laughs> you know, I'm pretty sure it's it's illegal to have a pet gorilla in Brooklyn. Yeah, I think it is. But the crazy part is, is that uh, Mario has like the most generic like American accent in this show. Like he's not Italian at all. He just talks. He's very annoying. And so I feel is like Pauline. we have to find Donkey Kong. Yeah. Like, Don- yeah. And Donkey Kong is just like, you know, like a Looney Tunes, like character, like just doing this, this crazy stuff. And then the Donkey Kong junior show, uh, which I don't want to talk about in the Donkey Kong junior episode. I'd like to just get it out of the way here. The Donkey Kong junior show is a direct follow-up to the Donkey Kong show where Donkey Kong junior Teams up with a greaser. Yeah. You know, like just just like a Fonzie like character. Okay. <laughs> and he's got this annoying, like scrappy do voice to him. <laughs> and he's looking for his father, Donkey Kong, who is being chased by Mario and Pauline. So it's like in a way it's a rat race. sort of Yeah, thing going exactly. On. It's like a there's a timeline so, to the Saturday Supercade. <laughs> but where does it follow in, in like up to golf? I have to imagine <laughs> that uh, Donkey Kong is the very first okay. story in the Nintendo universe. That was beside the point. But like, OK, so here's what I think happened. I think that Nintendo was either approached by or approached um a company that makes cartoons and they're like, here are these characters. Here's a couple basic things about them and relationships. Uh, you can do what you will with the rest of it. And just said, like just wrote a check and was like, here you go. Right. Like, they had no idea what they were doing. Yeah. I have to imagine they were making money. Somehow. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I think that they let some people that didn't even hadn't even played the game just decide what all of this was about. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's, Pretty scary, and I mean, like, they did all sorts of weird stuff, too. There was Donkey Kong plushes that don't look anything like Donkey Kong. Uh, they're, they're, I only have ads. I don't have commercials for those, but it's worth checking out. And that's just, like, this is just the beginning of Nintendo's weird relationship with cartoons. Because I'm just going to spoil it right now. I like the Super Mario Brothers Super Show, but even that one's not great. Like, there were really no good Nintendo cartoons. And so hopefully this new movie that Mario's getting with uh, Illumination. Oh. Uh, yeah, that's a thing that's happening. Um, a full-length, feature-length Mario movie made by the guys who make Minions. Okay. Um, hopefully that's good. Yeah, you know? I, I would hope Hopefully so. there's no Minions in that movie. <laughs> but, yeah, I hope that that's something. I think we have, uh, yeah, we've... You know, talk this talk to talk a We've little talk bit. To talk. <laughs> talk to talk a little bit, and I think it's time to move into the essential games list. All right, it's time for the essential games list. And uh, if you're new and you're just tuning in for the 1986 uh, series because you're like that 85, you're like I don't want to hear what they have to say about launch games. I only care about the real games, the <laughs> second year, the stuff where all the good stuff is. Right? Wrong. Go back. Listen to the 1985 one. I explain what the essential games list is. You're making me do double work here by saying it again. But I'll tell you, okay? You got Final Fantasy 15 on Steam. You've heard terrible things about that game. And you're like, it's incomplete. There's some random multiplayer stuff. 
I don't know why I'm getting this game now when it's still not going to be done for another year. Uh, and then I'll play it, I guess. So should I bother with that? And if you're like, well, maybe there's some old NES games. Never really looked at Donkey Kong. <laughs> saw it in the arcade. Saw it at my local bar. But it's also available on the NES. Is that essential, Sean? Oh, um, see, I don't I don't know. If it's essential, I'm I'm very because it's a it's a good game and it's it's a it's definitely a um it's definitely a good time. It's not ice climber, um, uh, but I think it it's an essential. No, you know what? I've I've come to a decision. Oh, okay. It's an essential arcade game. Ooh, I love it. It is not an essential NES game. Um, it's definitely the best way to play it at home. Um, but I wouldn't put this on the list of best NES games. We really uh, understood your thought process there. I love it. You took us through the whole thing, and uh, I'd like to read what Joe has to say before I say my vote, just because I think it would be great to have another person vote. Uh, yeah. Two is a little lopsided. So Joe has this to say about Donkey Kong. This is a very short game. The controls work fine, but they don't really feel great. While Donkey Kong was probably pretty mind-blowing in its day, overall it just doesn't have enough to offer by today's standards. I vote no. Thanks, Joe. Thanks, Joe, for that wonderful insight. I can't help but agree mm-hmm. uh, with Joe here on the um, the fact that it just really can't hold a candle to today's games and definitely can't hold anything to, like, what we've seen from 1985, like you're, it's just three levels. I mean, if they would have given me all four, I might have like considered that well, like Donkey Kong is important. Don't get me wrong, Donkey Kong is still important. It is important. I think Donkey Kong is worth playing. Yeah, but I don't think it's essential because it's not even the complete version yeah, it's of this game. Three quarters of a pie. I will agree with Sean that I still had fun. Good. You know, like going back and playing it today, I still had fun. And I think out of the um, out of like the arcade games that we've played, even though it was like the fastest and the mm-hmm. one that you're most likely to beat, even though like, you know, technically beating it is playing like all 22 levels, I think, before you get to the kill screen. <laughs> uh, I think that, you know, it's Do we have still, a kill screen over there. We have a kill screen coming up in aisle 13. <laughs> it's not even the quote, but I love like attributing it like as if it's a grocery store. Like, <laughs> for those of you that don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the King of Kong there. It's a great um, documentary. Great documentary. Apparently about a cheater. <laughs> yeah. Apparently not that true. Like, apparently, like since its release, we've been deceived a couple times and that guy billy mitchell has actually now been found of like emulating the emulating game. emulating the game yeah. like <laughs> um, so whatever and apparently that whole section with uh where they were looking at steve weeby's boards okay. and they broke into his garage and looked at the boards that was all fake. apparently they just staged that and wow. like he actually like invited them in and said like yeah take a look at the boards like there's nothing going on here nothing fishy <laughs> but then the movie was like this it's not that's not a movie it was an entertaining yeah. movie. So the movie's not essential, <laughs> and neither is the game. That's how I feel about Donkey Kong. Sean, you bring up a great point, though. That is all the time we have for this episode of Nostalgia. Join us next time for Donkey Kong Jr., uh, which really doesn't sound great. It's, it's you know, Donkey Kong Jr., 
It's like that should have came first. Like, you know, this should be done. Absolutely not. Like, do you know how junior works? <laughs> I just mean like it sounds like it's a mediocre version of this game. Of course, like, yeah. like you know, this one only included three levels. <laughs> Dunyak Junior's just the first level. <laughs> um, no, but seriously, we're going to be talking about Dunyak Junior next time. In fact, this whole month is pretty much the month of Donkey Kong because we have Dunyak Three and Dunyak Junior Math coming up as well. So uh, that's what we'll be talking about there. But if you want more nostalgia. In the meantime, don't forget to subscribe wherever you're listening right now. I mean, you are listening somewhere. If it's on the website, it's not ideal because you have to keep checking back every Friday for the new thing. But if you're listening on like iTunes or Overcast or Google Play, you know, just maybe give us a little subscribe. You know, it doesn't cost anything and we're not really doing anything to, you know, we're not I'm not Facebook. I'm not tracking you. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know, actually, yeah. If you haven't noticed, they're in trouble. Nostalgia is not. We are better than Facebook. We have never and never will meet with Cambridge Analytica. And also on the website, there's, like, some fun stuff, too. There's articles that we do every now and again with, like, you know, the best ROM hacks. and is, Haunted games. Yeah, is NES Baseball haunted? <laughs> I bet you're wondering. Check out the articles section for that. We also do, like, in-depth reviews there. And lately, I've actually been putting the show notes in the articles as well with just like direct links to check out other websites that are probably have ads on them, which our website does not. Great. Isn't that interesting? I'm sending people to websites that have ads, but here we are. No ads. Altruistic. Why do we do it, Sean? Why don't we have ads? Because we are altruistic. And we love the listener. (laughs) George. (laughs) George. (laughs) George, we love you. Specifically you and no one else. Yeah, you can tell this is a lot less formal than how I usually do goodbyes, but that's because somebody emailed me and told me I was being ingenuine. Oh so my God. Uh, now here I am as my new goodbye guy. That sounded so angry, Mike. <laughs> so if you'd like this new goodbye, George, <laughs> why don't you email us at contact at nostalgicast.com. I'm Michael Esposito. You can follow me on at Esposito Film on Twitter. And we'll talk to you soon. (laughs) 